Hi, this is Janice Spicka. Welcome to Listen and See. Man, oh man, oh man, have I got something on my mind today. I am so sick of having yet another Christian leader uh, come out as a liar and a fraud and a, a harmer of women. Uh, my husband and I, forgive the language, have a new expression in our house <clears throat> about dick pride, how that is supreme in so many of our uh, relationships in our society uh, norms, and I'm just sick of it. And we're just seeing yet again another uh, person who has put his penis ahead of his prominence and ahead of his Lord. So what I want to break down today <clears throat> is how do you and I live a life of purity and wholeness and integrity? I first want to start with the uh, definition of integrity. This is something I've been teaching on lately, and it it's really just confounding. We have a definition of integrity as um, doing the right thing when no one is watching. Except, guess what? There's always someone watching. Where do we ever get the idea that we are alone? Because Scripture says that God moved into the neighborhood with us, God with us. So we're never alone. We may not have a human being there, but we have a supernatural being that is with us all the time. So integrity is actually doing the right thing when God is watching, knowing that God is watching and is calling us to a level So we're never alone. That's the first thing. The second thing is we also have a cloud of witnesses, a cloud of witnesses who have gone on. They have overcome. They are watching us, cheering us on uh, as we go through the temptations that are common to man. So what our dear brother Ravi went through was common to man and women. There's no exceptions. We all live on the same planet. There's nothing new under the sun. The devil is not creative. He uses the same tricks over and over and over again, trying to find someone who's so self-absorbed that they're easily caught up in sin and so deceive themselves. The second, the third thing, actually, we've got the Lord. We've got a cloud of witnesses. The third thing is we have an enemy who's constantly prowling around, watching us, trying to find a crack in the castle wall or the soft spot in our armor, trying to see how they that he might trip us up or cause us to fall. And so when I think about this pastor who I have esteemed and listened to for most of my Christian life, and to find out, you know that the Holy Spirit has constantly been calling to him to come back to purity, come back to wholeness. And equally, you also know that the enemy has gone, not this time. Let's do it one more time. Okay, let's do it one more time. And even so much so warped his mind that he was quoted as saying, that his sexual encounters, his deviant sexual encounters was his reward, his reward from God for his faithful service. And so what I want to tell you is that kind of comment, that kind of rationale tells me one thing is that Ravi had lost sight of his first love. So my question is not about Ravi. My question is to you. What is your status with your first love and with me, with my first love? Because here's what I know. Am I all out about, am I more concerned about my reputation or about my inner substance. I think that this is what God is asking us. Do I I worry more about what you think about me, or do I worry about what God thinks about me? Am I looking to receive the praises of men, or am I looking to receive the praises of God? Because God is the one who sees that I may look good on the outside, but He knows the inner reality of my heart. Here's a really tough question. Is my lust and my worship for my idol, does it burn brighter and hotter than the passion that I feel for God. What has your most energy and attention? That's your idol. 
Uh, is it your sex life? Is it your finances? Is it your looks, your reputation? The things that you spend your whole life on? I'm not talking about taking care of your family and doing life that's life. I'm talking about the thing that keeps you up at night, the thing that you worry about the most, the thing that gets the very best of you. Is that energy equal to the energy that you pour out in love and affection for God and receive from God? I want to tell you that every leader that has fallen has lost sight of being in love with God and being fully loved by God. Because here's one thing I know is that we are objects of His affection. And our number one goal and job in life, our requirement, is to sit at His feet and let Him tell us who He is and let Him tell us who we are. And that love affection, there's not anything that's more important than the love and the affection that we feel and receive from God. So when we lose sight of that, we allow our hearts and souls and minds to be filled up with all these other grandiose notions about what's important. I can tell you, I can know the word inside and out. And if I don't know the one who wrote the word, it's all for naught. I can impress everybody else and make them think that um, millions have been saved. But if I haven't led people in how to be loved by God and loving God back, it's for naught. I'm going to come back to you again with this question. It's what does God think about my life and my endeavors? Because it is His approval, it is His endeavors, His His calculations, His assessments that actually is what should be on the forefront of our mind. <clears throat> and I'm just going to say this just, yeah, I'm just going to lay it out there. You tell groups of women, particularly Christian women, long enough, loud enough, for enough decades for them to be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. What that does is it creates this whole other vacuum for the opposite sex to be able to do anything they want because you can't tell me that there weren't people in this pastor's life that saw telltale signs. But somehow he'd been lifted up. He'd been raised up in such a way that he created this environment around him that he couldn't be challenged. So are you a leader? I'm a leader. Do you have people in your life that challenge you? Do you have people in your life that go, this seems off? Do you have people in your life that go on, I don't like how this looks. Not like looks like reputation. I mean indication of heart issues. Heart issues. You have people in your life that go, hey, how's your life with God looking right now? Because you seem a little off. Here's something else. What about inside your marriage? Are you having conversations with your husband or wife about their purity, about their integrity, about how they're spending their life? It's not enough to go, oh, well, this is just how he works, or oh, this is just how she works. It's about us living lives sold out to God. There's a reason why Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know why you're supposed to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? That's how you defend your fortress. That's how you keep yourself uh, equipped and protected from the enemy's radical ways of trying to take you down. Because when I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, my feelings, and my emotions— all my mind and all my strength, my efforts, my energies. When the Lord is the center of all those things, it's very difficult to get tripped up by something like sexual impropriety, financial impropriety, power impropriety. These are not new tricks. Sex, power, and money. It's been the same tricks from the garden. And it's like trying to get us to want something different than what God wanted for us, which was completely satisfied in His love. So are you completely satisfied by and with God's love? And is He satisfied by your love? Is He getting the best of you? Or are you pouring out the best of you somewhere else to your idol? You know, another thing that Scripture says is that love does love your neighbor as yourself and that love does no harm to its neighbor. And I'm just going to come back to you about 
the thought about how we ever get the idea. It grieves me so much that he's made such terrible choices. But you know what grieves me more is all the women that have been harmed along the way. All the women that tried to speak up and we shamed them and we silenced them and told them to be quiet. It, it drives me crazy to think about this one woman that came forward and how they just trashed her and then came back and apologized to her. Too late. You've already trashed her and broken her heart twice. Once by the abuse and then by being told that she's crazy and acted like it didn't happen. Like somehow this man is too holy to have done something so heinous. It, I want us to understand in a, a much broader scale that one is that it's not a man thing. It's a heart thing. All of us are tempted to be drawn away if we give ourselves that kind of freedom. And also that we would come alongside each other as a family, as a body, and go, we will stand. <sighs> i got to take a deep breath. I want to try to explain this as delicately as I can. There is an energy behind the Holy Spirit. There's an energy that moves us and propels us into right standing and holiness. When, when the life of Jesus comes inside us, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. That scripture is really real. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness. And so our job is to be so filled with Him, so loving Him, so being loved by Him, that that's the energy that rules and runs our lives. And if we don't have that, guess what? There is an energy to demonic spirits also. I believe that this the enemy got inside this man's life and he he made a couple of compromises and a couple more compromises and the enemy could have exposed all that right at the beginning but I think he patiently waited knowing the longer it went on the greater the fallout the greater the devastation that would happen there's an energy behind demonic and you know there's this old saying that the devil always takes you longer farther deeper than you ever meant to go so like we don't give him any ounce of any anything of our heart, soul, mind, and strength because we know that he will take us farther, deeper, longer than we ever meant to because he is about our destruction. But more than our destruction, he's about the destruction of his enemy, our living, loving God. So we don't want to give him anything, nothing that he can use to defame our God. So part of this, part of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is a holy fear is a reverence for the living God, for understanding that He sees all and knows all. He's mercy beyond measure. He's reconciled us to Him. While we were yet sinners, He Christ died for us. We understand even dear Ravi, the, the blood of Jesus is enough for Him and all people who fall into this kind of stuff or don't fall, jump in to this kind of sin. God's grace is enough for all, but He wants us to live wholehearted, full lives. Why? Because Jesus showed us how to do it. Jesus was fully man, fully tempted, and yet he did not sin. And Jesus was showing us how to live a life fully surrendered to God so that God would be glorified in all ways. Have we forgotten that that really is the chief aim of man, to to glorify God and be known by him, to be loved by him? That's the chief aim. I want to say one other thing about women. I watched a movie called Promising Young Woman. It's probably radical for some, maybe offensive to others, but I'll tell you it's a must-watch because it sets up this, this cultural norm that it's almost always the woman's fault. She did this. She shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have dressed this. She shouldn't have drunk so much. And, well, she kind of, like, 
put a target on herself. And it really examines how we overlook and excuse male behavior because it's really the woman's fault. Some friends of mine were talking, <clears throat> so while I was checking out, we were talking about this guise of religiosity about how Christian uh, male leaders would not be in a car or in a room with a closed door with a woman because of the appearances. And I would like to just say something about that. If a man's walk is holy and pure, or a woman's walk is holy and pure, they're fine. They're fine. My character is in place. What about yours? And it's like this assumption that male and female cannot work together, which is completely opposite of what Jesus showed us, that he honored women, that he honored men. He expected us to rise up to a different level, to walk in purity and holiness before the Lord. Listen, the way that we break this craziness around sex is to live in a completely different divine place of God. We we are not animals. You are not an animal. I am not an animal. I have a developed sense of mind and soul and spirit because the living God has shown me that there is a whole nother plane. There's a whole nother playing field for us. And it's not just playing church and playing holy, but it's going, no, I love God so much. I couldn't possibly do that. I'm going to ask you the question that I started with a few minutes ago. And that is, what are you doing to protect your own heart? What are you doing to protect your family? What levels of idolatry is sneaking in? And you don't even call it idolatry because Christians don't even use that language anymore. What takes the most of your energy? Do you love God as much as you love blank? You fill in the blank. Is it your kids? Is it your sports teams? Is it your checkbook? Like, what is the thing that you love the most? Because you want Jesus to be you will have no other gods before me. Not that you won't have other loves and affections, but that God himself would take the supreme place. Ravi didn't have a lust problem. Ravi had an idol problem. He had an idolatry in place of his God. And we don't want to call it anything else. It's that he lost sight of his true love. And you and I, we don't judge Ravi. We weigh our own hearts. You weigh your own heart that am I living wholehearted for the God who loves me wholehearted? Let us be wise. Take heed lest we fall. Grace on you today. Walk in this uh, world in a, a way that's worthy of the Lord Jesus. Just as he walked worthy, let us also uh, walk worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Jana's message today. Remember, you can support this work and other Greater Things endeavors by checking out greater-things.org for details. That's greater-things.org. Thank you.